but have you seen it? Well, let's just say you haven't seen it yet. Yes, it is. I've seen it. You've seen it? Yes. You haven't seen it? Yes, I have. Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of You Haven't Seen That for May 24th, 2019. This is the podcast, as the title suggests, is going over a film that one or more of us have not seen. Even the best of us film lovers have gaps in our film viewing, and here we're just trying to fill them in one week at a time. I am your host, Adam Snow, and my co-host sitting across from me, as always, is the dastardly Stephen Travis. People who wear socks when they're staying inside their own home are actually really weird, and I don't understand oh, why you would do that. Because I'm wearing socks right now in my own home? Yep. How's that weird? I don't know, because it's uncomfortable, man. You're like inside, like, what are you going to do with socks? You got carpet? Like, who cares? It's true, but what if I'm Let ready to... Let your feet breathe. What if I'm ready to, like, walk outside and put some shoes on? You're not. I should be ready, like, at a moment's notice. You're not. You never are. No well, one ever is. I appreciate you guys who out there who wear socks in your home and for giving us a listen. If you like what you hear and want to support us, please follow us on Twitter at YHST Podcast, and you can find us on Facebook at You Haven't Seen That Podcast. Email us if you're so inclined at You Haven't Seen That Podcast at gmail.com, and you can also find us on iTunes as well as SoundCloud. So find us there at You Haven't Seen That with a single question mark. Subscribe, leave a rating, a review. It would certainly help us out. Our film selection this week. In honor of Aladdin, directed by Guy Ritchie, we're going to jump back almost two decades. Well, actually, we're going to jump back through the decades. We're going to talk about some of the crime comedies of yesteryear. And I have developed another quiz for you, Stephen, to, oh, to go through. But don't worry, there won't be 20 questions this time. I have narrowed it down to five questions. Well, I hope I don't make myself look like a fool well, this uh, time like I did last time. We'll I got find some out. feedback from some of our listeners, yeah, like my close listeners, maybe just one or two. <laughs> but, yeah, my cousin definitely gave me some mad shit about getting some questions wrong and doing so bad on that one, <laughs> which, yeah, whatever. I don't care. But still, I hope I do better. Yeah, because we originally I struggled on... Uh, if we're going to jump back and just talk about Guy Ritchie movies, or if we're going to talk about live-action Disney movies, or just crime comedies, and then I finally settled on, you know what, I'm just going to quiz Steven on some crime comedies, because I know you, you've probably seen quite a few uh, throughout the years. Yeah, I probably have. You like them crimes, and you like them comedies, so and I figured, what better way than to throw together a little quiz to see and test your knowledge? Good call. And plus, this is one that I have seen, and you have not. Right. Well, you saw part of it. I did. Fell asleep. Yep. This so we're gonna for your little episode. Yeah, this was even uh, was almost a year ago, two years ago at this point. Yeah, it's been a while. I don't remember. I bought it because I remember seeing this back when I was like nineteen, twenty years old, and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I tried to show you, and you insulted me because you yeah, fell asleep. Fell asleep but yeah. Whatever. Whatever. I don't hold it against you. Yeah. But you fell asleep. <clears throat> well, hopefully this time I will fare much better, and I better yeah. make it to the end. Nah, I, I really hope you like this one, though, because I feel like this is a movie you would enjoy, actually. I feel actually, like you would, too. Because it's, it's I, I don't know. There's there's a lot to it. It's, even re-watching it that time, I feel like it didn't capture me as much as it did when I first watched it. 
But there's some really good stuff in this. And there's... I don't... I feel like Guy Ritchie's just really smart. He's definitely like, got there's a, some really cool stuff he explains in this movie. Right, he's definitely got his own style. And, and to be honest yeah. with you, I've only seen... I'm looking at his filmography. I've only seen two of his movies. And they both happen to be... Uh, Sherlock Holmes movies he did. And, oh. Yeah, Sherlock Holmes from 20, uh, 2009 and Sherlock Holmes from 2011, A Game of Shadows. Really? Okay. I really wanted to see The Man from Uncle and King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Just never got around to it. I'm going to see Aladdin in the theater. Uh, before, uh, we're pre-recording this, so I'm going to see that actually tomorrow night. Man. So that'll really up my game. I'll have gone from seeing only two to four within a couple of days. So. Yeah, I'm... Uh, yeah, I'm surprised because like the other ones I've seen by him were Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, which is one movie. Uh, Revolver and Rock and Rolla. Those are all movies I saw by him, and I remember liking those all right. But this one was probably my favorite one out of all of his that he okay. did. Because I. Because this one's like a continuation of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I mean, it's not necessarily related, but I believe it's more just like that style. Okay. That that same type of theme and like stuff. Like a spiritual sequel as opposed to an actual like yeah. narrative sequel. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, like they're just those narratives type movies. And, yeah. yeah I don't want to give away too much, but... I really like this one, and honestly, my favorite part of this movie is just Brad Pitt's character and just his accent that he does, because you don't understand shit that he's saying. Like, it's really hard. I can't remember. Like, I want to say they subtitled what he says. I could be wrong about that. Maybe we just had subtitles on when I watched it. I don't remember, but yeah, it's this just... This accent's insane. Okay. It's crazy. Just the slang he uses and whatnot. So, yeah. I'm really not. And, I mean, of course, you got, like, Benicio Del Toro in here. And he's great. I know you'll love him. I do. So, yeah. I'm really excited to watch this again, like, all the way through this time. Yeah, this should be a lot of fun. Like, I've, I've always kind of admired his style, especially between the two Sherlock Holmes movies. But I know, like, this is a whole other breed of style. Yeah, but he's lock, stock, and two smoking barrels and snatch type of movies. Mm-hmm. So you haven't seen lock? No, I haven't even seen barrels. lock, stock. Okay. Uh, that's yeah. something just I just the I've, two that you said, just the two. Yeah, just the two Sherlock's. Okay. But which I didn't mind either. I like those, and it makes sense because I actually I remember seeing those. I well, at least I saw the first one in theaters. I remember seeing that. It was like our christmas movie uh-huh. that we saw as a family and when it came out and i can't remember if the second one was at the same time or not but i know i've seen them both and yeah like now thinking about it those were definitely his style mm-hmm. just the way he does things but with a little bit i don't know he's grown since he's done this back in like 2000 2001 right but so, yeah, that makes sense. That's cool. Yeah, I'm very curious. When they announced him for the director uh, position for Aladdin, I was really shocked. Yeah, me too. Because you did. I didn't know that until you told me that's why we're doing this movie. Yeah. I didn't realize it was him, Guy Ritchie, who 
directed Aladdin. Right. So it'll be interesting to watch, you know, something like Snatch now and then go into the theater and watch Aladdin. I'm sure Aladdin will not be like any Guy Ritchie movie we've seen before. It'll probably be yeah, the least uh, frantic or yeah, because he he seems to have a, a really good way with dialogue, like quick dialogue and just snappy action. So yep. So we'll see how that works out. I look forward to seeing the differences there. I, I like it when a filmmaker can, you know, keep the level of play up, but you know, change the style of play, right. which I think is a lot of fun. Because I feel like this won't be a nar- or Aladdin won't be like a narrative either. Just so it's like the narration to explain what's going on, you know, in between scenes sometimes. Right. I feel like Aladdin won't be that. Right. Because if it is, that wouldn't be Aladdin. It's just not how that movie should be. But I know he did help with the screenplay. Yeah. For Aladdin, so we'll see. Yeah, so that should be Maybe interesting. But he wasn't the only one. He had somebody else. Yeah. So, so the game I have in mind for you, Stephen, is going to be called The Name That Crime Comedy. And we're going to see how many you can get out of five. Uh, I couldn't think of a prize to give you, so... Dang it. I would say, what do I like win? Or what do sure. I lose? Because uh, we already got our movie for next week all picked out. Can we just like bet some money on this? Uh, no. Uh, all right, good. I mean, you're probably in favor. You're definitely going to vote against me, and you should. And you'd probably win like money if we betted that. But anyways, whatever. <laughs> your loss. Well, I was almost going to say, if you want to have dibs for... The show after next, uh, the show before we go on a, a one-week break at least. Do you have one? Uh, I had something like kind of in mind, but uh, I mean, for we can a change specific it up. Reason do um, you have one? Let me pull up the schedule real quick. Well, next week we're going to do Godzilla, the okay. original 1954 Japanese film. And why? Uh, because Godzilla King of the Monsters comes out next Friday. Okay. Okay, so you do have a reason for it. Yep. And then, like it, you usually do. And then, the um, I kind of just thrown a movie in there that I kind of wanted to see from 1944 called Double Indemnity, because this year is its 75th anniversary. But we can oh. push that back to later on this year if you so choose, because its anniversary date is the 3rd of July, but it's only the beginning of June. So okay. we can push that back if need be. If you want the stakes to be claiming the June 7th movie. As my own, just like a as yeah, as pick. you get to pick your call, your oh. show. Okay, well, I don't know. I feel like there you have a good reason, so maybe it'll be the next one. Maybe it'll be the next one. I like the I like that June third date that. though, because okay. we're gonna have a hiatus that week uh, after that, and I got other plans down the line. I don't want to go too far into what we're gonna do after that. Oh, so. Okay. Yeah. I, I was confused. Like, I won't have to be choosing between Godzilla and the other one you just said. No, you'll you'll instead of the I mean, one I was that saying. Week, not before for that, that same week. You'll pick for the after. So it'll be for the week after those two. No, so you would be picking instead of the double indemnity, which I have slotted in there for now. That would be the last show we do before our one week break. So you get to pick the show before the one week break. Oh. Which is. Oh. Where I have double indemnity slotted in, but like I said, I can push that back. I see. But that will. one has no reason. Yes. Other other wise. than it's, it's okay. A, that's what I mean. I thought you were saying you had Godzilla or that one. No, no, no. I got you. Okay. 
Yeah, let's put that up for stakes then. All right, that is the stakes then. It is set. And uh, so to be best. My bad for being super confused and sounding super dumb. You're good, man. So there's only five questions this time around. You You were used to me being dumb. That's all good. I don't even say you're being dumb. You're just. Just confused. Sometimes I can be confusing in my delivery. But regardless, so there's only five questions, as I've been saying. And I feel like you should get at least three out of the five. Sounds fair. If you can manage to get three out of the five, I'll give you that slot and the power to pick and host a show of your choosing. I'm actually super scared, and I'm hoping to get at least one. <laughs> well, we'll see we'll how see. we did here, because um, I'll admit to very these will be varying degrees from probably super difficult to just softballs it. Just knowing you and some of the stuff I've decided to go with. But we'll see. Well, we will work our way through it and we'll see how well I did in terms of coming up with questions. All right. But all right. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready, Dan. All right. Well, then let's do let's this do with this question number one. A criminal falls in love with a policewoman while having his mud shot take, mug shot taken. Unable to convince a chi- uh, conceive a child together... And unable to adopt because of his criminal history, the couple decides to steal a baby from a fresh patch batch of quintuplets born to a wealthy furniture salesman. Which crime movie is it? Okay. Um. And you do have a multiple choice. What is that like? Where does that set me back if I choose multiple choice? Or are you just gonna oh, yeah, good that to qu- uh, That's a good call. So let's see. Each question will be worth. Because I have an idea. Oh. I have my answer. Never mind. Yep. It just popped in my head. Because okay. I was trying to think, and I wanted to look it up. Because I was thinking of the director and everything that did that. So I have an answer. So, But yeah, go ahead. If you have like... So if you don't use the multiple choice, scale. each question will be two points. Okay. So they'll, they'll make... Okay, so we're changing the rules on the fly. Yeah, so that makes you're definitely changing ten possible points. Okay. Yeah, and you have to get to at least... What's a passing grade? Usually 70... Five would be. Five is fifty, so six. Fifty. Well, you have to get six so out get of six. Okay. Six out of ten to at least pass. I want to make I'm it seventy, fail. seven, just to make it harder. But let's go with six. Let's you got to get six, six points out of a possible ten. Okay. Um. I have a feeling I'm gonna get this wrong. Can I ask you questions before? Nope. Like at all? Like nope. Nothing. Not. Like I can, I can me, repeat the question. That's about like, can I ask if you have seen that or not? Without taking away, that might give it away. I mean, I don't know. I don't think it will. Well, all right, fine, fuck it. Um, <laughs> I want to say the movie I'm thinking of is probably wrong. Uh. Just give me... Shit, this is going to be hard then. This would be like my one time I'm allowed to ask for the multiple choice. Or else I just have to guess them all right off the bat. Um, I'm curious what your first instinct was. Alright, screw it. I'll just go with it this time. I'm going to say it's Raising Arizona. You are correct. Seriously? Yes. (laughs) That's the movie. Because I saw that once, and I'm so glad I got that right. I was, it, like, it took me half 
uh, actually like I'd say three quarters of your ex explanation and then I realized what I was thinking of and then it took me a few seconds to realize what the name of that movie was. All right, I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm actually really proud of myself. For All that right, one. so far so All good. Right. You started off very strong. So technically you could even just do the multiple choice here on out and still get to your six minimum. Because you have not seen that, right? I have seen it. Actually. Oh, you have seen that? Have okay, seen see, it. so that wouldn't have helped me at all. That actually would have made it worse because I thought you hadn't seen that. So anyways, okay. next question because I'm on a roll. Yep. All right, moving on to number two. A pregnant police chief is investigating a series of murders around her town. Also, we follow the exploits of a man who's hired two criminals to kidnap his wife and the two criminals couldn't be any lousier at their jobs. Fargo. That is correct. See, yeah. I, see, I knew right when you said pregnant. I was like thinking I was like pregnant woman detective. Oh, Fargo. I knew that one right off the bat. Okay. See, I was going to interrupt you, but I was trying to be polite you are, and wait for you. You're all good. You're you already got four points out of the ten that you need, son. Soup soup. So that moves us on to number three, and I told you some of these are probably softballs for you. Yeah. Number three. Thank goodness. <laughs> An alcoholic who takes scores with a partner named Marcus. This pair works in takes malls. Takes scores? Takes with a, scores. With a partner named With a Marcus. partner named Marcus. The pair works malls in order to rob them. Shoot. All right, multiple choice. All right, your multiple choices are A, the lady killers, B, small-time crooks, or C, bad Santa. Bad Santa. Ding, da, ding, ding, ding. I don't okay. know why I did it. I got a sound effect that's going to come in like after the fact. But. Okay. Um, yeah. I You threw me off with that one a little bit. Okay, I got you. Yep, so okay, that gives you five out of six points. So yeah, all you got to do is get one more point. You've already locked this sucker away. All right, moving on to question number four. A mortician kills the we this wealthy widow he recently befriended but isn't caught right away instead he makes excuses to the townsfolk as to why she's no longer around and uses her large fortune to donate to people in need all right so that one more again yep there's a mouthful yep. a mortician okay. mortician okay kills this wealthy widow that he recently befriended but isn't caught right away instead he makes excuses to the townsfolk as to why she's no longer around and uses her large fortune to donate to people in need. Hmm. I'm going to need my uh, multiple choice on this one. Alrighty. Is it A, Bernie, B, How to Steal a Million, or C, The Lady Killers? Dang. Okay. I've seen the Lady Killers, the remake, and that doesn't sound right. So, shoot, was the second choice? How to steal a million? How to steal a million? Okay, yes, yeah, see, I've heard of that, but I've never actually seen that one. Um, I'm gonna go with How to Steal a Million just because I. Kind of know a little bit about Bernie. 
I don't, I don't know. This is, yeah, I really have no idea. I'm gonna go to How to Steal a Million. Final answer. Um, I don't know if you're prone like a freaking rat right now, like he doesn't link. Oh, I'm just, I'm just making sure you've been, you've been, you've been wishy washy. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> this makes me think of like Rhett and Link. Like, it's like, are you sure? Um, yeah, screw it. I'm gonna go with that one. I feel like I'm wrong. Congratulations, you got your first what? one wrong. Oh, God, you piece of shit. All right. And the answer was actually Bernie. Congratulations, you sly motherfucker. <laughs> Way to throw that word in there. Yeah, you're welcome. I excited. thought you'd like that. Piece of shit. Well, but, okay. Yeah, see, I don't, I've never seen Bernie. No, you haven't. Oh, you'd like it. It's pretty good. I've, I've wanted to, actually. But, all right. All right. Okay. All right. All right, well, then it all comes down to this, Steven. It actually comes down to the last question. You had me worried there for a bit. <sighs> I'm a little nervous for you. But I feel like you're going to get this one. I feel like it's gotten harder. <laughs> all right, well, here we go, Steven. We're about to, to question number five. Currently have five mm, okay. out of possible eight points. With and I just need one more point. You just need one more point. Your question... A throwback to 60s cotton candy colored capers. This light and quirky romp about identity and, obviously, fathers and sons, a young con man makes millions through sheer charm and street smarts. Yeah, that did nothing for me. Yeah, that was multiple that, choice. That was a little harder. There wasn't as much uh, in there to give. But your three choices A, get shorty. B, catch me if you can, or C, in Bruges. I've never even heard of in Bruges. Okay, Bree, can you can you redo the whole thing? I can redo the question for you. No, I know those. Okay. A throwback to '60s cotton candy colored capers. Cotton this light and quirky romp about identity and obviously fathers and sons. A young con man makes millions through sheer charm and street smarts. Damn. Because I've only seen Catch Me If You Can. And that could almost be that. Just because it's like father and son stuff. But like the whole freaking color thing you said in the beginning doesn't make That's sense. That's just kind of a... A descript, like a more descriptor, like a weird descriptor, because I want to say that just because he did do it by straight up street smarts. What are the other two options? A. Get shorty. I've never B, seen that. Catch me if you can. And C. In Bruges. I've never seen In Bruges. Damn it. This is hard. Like, I can't say it's Catch Me If You Can because there's no way it's that. Because I feel like that would have had a completely different description. Can you tell me who is in these other ones? I cannot. Shit, of course you can't. In Bru How do you spell Bruges? B-R-U-G-E-S. There's not two E's? Okay. Nope. Um. Shit. I'm going to go with the get shorty. Congratulations, Steven. You got two wrong. 
The answer was Catch Me If You Can. See, what the fuck? That was such a weird description of that movie. I know. I. <laughs> you bamboozled my ass. That's exactly what you did. But I thought there was enough there, you know, to see. Yeah, I, I second-guessed myself. I was like, oh, well, I guess there's enough to, like, explain that movie there. But, no, nah, there's no way it's that one because it doesn't sound right at all. I don't know. That was weird. All right, whatever. That's fine. That was, like, my first guess. I mean, you were sitting on it for so long. Whatever. I was like, he's got it. Like, you got this in the bag. Whatever. That's fine. I failed, as per usual. Well, if we were going by the original rules, you would have totally won. You got three out of the five, technically, but when we started doing the points. Oh, I mean, so I won. I, get, I mean, we're going to change the rules again? No, nah, you don't have to. That's whatever. That's all right. I was going to let you probably pick anyway. So. Okay. <laughs> you don't get to pick enough on this show, so or True. host enough. True. We need you to host more. Well, I don't know about that. But. Give us your feedback. Did you like when I hosted, kind of, that one episode? I'd be curious to see what kind of quiz you would put together for me, depending on the theme. Right. I, I actually had one ready for you, too. Okay. Because, I mean, things changed. Right. Like, you gave me that first quiz we did for the Avengers and stuff, and I had one kind of ready. Right. But we lost our wingman. Yeah. Our third guy. Our third wheel. But that's all right. Actually, I stole it straight off the internet, kind of, because I thought it was really good. Because I looked at it a lot, and I was like, I can't even think of any questions. But I found a really good one that I thought was pretty legit. But, well, shit. I was close. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, you were doing real good there, Hey, though. at least I got, like, some without needing the multiple choice. Yeah. And I could always work on my question asking. I was trying to do something a little different this time around. No, I understand. No, that, so. was, that was good. Okay. Thanks for testing my ass. Yeah, not a problem. I can't wait to get tested. I, I'm I can't wait to, to get tested when I'm, like, not drinking. Which will never happen. I mean, you never know. <sighs> all right. That's all from me. Anything else from you or any uh, anything you want to say about some co- crime comedies that you like? Just real quick off the top of your head? Nah. Not that I can think of. But, yeah, I mean, like, catch them if you can. I mean, that's great. Oh, Shoot. Watch that. You showed me that you one. That's that fantastic. Up. We brought that up. Leonardo. I was trying to find a way That's to work fantastic. in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels as a question, but you would have gotten that way too easy. Yeah, yeah, that could have been too easy. I was trying to keep stuff vague enough, but you know, open enough where you could be like, oh, those couple clues mean it's exactly, it was exactly what I thought was going to happen, where you could find a couple clues like, well, it could almost be Catch You If You Can, or Catch Me If You Can, but not quite. Like, this one thing is throwing me, but. I'm just so surprised the one I got. Right off the bat was Raising Arizona. Yeah, I'll I've admit, only literally seen that movie one time. I wasn't even sure if you'd seen it, but I thought you might have. Yeah, and that was like one of my least favorites by those guys. But anyways, nah, yeah, like I just hope you like this movie. Yeah, I'm excited because I think it's a lot of fun. There's some cool shit in there. You learn learn some things that you don't really need to learn, like how to kill people and get rid of the evidence. <laughs> Well, I look forward to it. If there isn't much more we need to say, I think it's time that I finally see Snatch. And we'd also like to remind you listeners out there that if you too haven't seen the flick and don't want to be spoiled, you will not offend us by stopping the show and coming back to it another time because I can guarantee you after the intermission, there will be no holding back when it comes to the spoilers. If you still dare to carry on from this point, well then, 
I guess we're going to see you on the other side. Yeah, go watch Snatch, and we'll see you on the other side. I just said that. I know, but I wanted to say it. Bitch. Snatched. Snatched my heart. It was pretty good. I dug that quite a bit. Good. Because the first time we watched it. Oh, I know. And he fell asleep. I mean, I understand. Like, I was not even feeling it that night that we watched it either. Yeah. But this time around, I was super into it. And I was really glad I was rewatching it again. Yeah, I was, I was very much into it. It's so good. Like, just from like the beginning. Like, it just... The music and just the the stylization that Guy Ritchie puts on this movie is just unique, and the you know the characters you follow because the opening scene is a bunch of guys dressed up as uh, like some uh, Hasidic Jews. Or is that what it's that's called? Crap! I, I don't want to like be disrespectful, but I want to say it's Hasidic Jew. Hmm. It's because so, it's like the traditional Jew, right? But regardless, like it opens up, and when you find that, uh, just chime in. But they go in and heist, you know, heist up a place, and it's really cool because it's all done from watching security cameras. So you're just seeing these four bank robbers go from room to room, all by just watching these cameras. And I think it's a really well done opening scene. Yeah, it's Hasidic. Okay. So I was close, Hasidic but juice. not Hasidic. It's Hasidic Jews. So it's like the traditional. <clears throat> Jewish religion group and stuff where they're super uh, what, what do you call it I don't like religious and they have like their rules but yeah they dress they have the beard they have the curly sideburn, uh, sideburn thing and um, yeah I thought that part was really neat too just the way they were showing them in the uh, surveillance camera yeah. footage Video security camera stuff, yeah. I thought that was really neat. I like that a lot. Yeah, that was a real like that puts it in like some of my top film openings ever. Like that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then also then you know shortly after that we get in, introduced to all the characters just by just big old stinking uh, title cards pretty much for each character. Like just one. I think they introduced everybody like pretty much one right after the other. Mm-hmm. Just like here's a. Uh, Turkish and Tommy and Vinny and Saul and cousin Abby or Abby, tooth you know bullet tooth Tony like they introduce you to everybody you're gonna meet in this whole movie yep. that's important at the at the beginning with these big yep. old stinking just loud title cards pretty much, which was pretty unique. So you're like, all right, so these are all the guys that are gonna get involved in this weave of a crime crime uh, story, and I have to say. I was like, this is a lot of people. How are they going to balance all this? And they right. actually do a very good job of balancing at least 10 to 12 characters, I want to say, uh, throughout this narrative, which it was a definite strength of this. The storytelling is unlike anything I've ever seen. And when I, I guess this is exactly what I would think of, of a Guy Ritchie movie. Like, just the, the frantic, you know, 
dialogue the dialogue was something else that I love. I I did too because it's that traditional like uh I don't know, like slapstick comedy when you think of like British comedy and stuff. Right. But it's also super realistic super, in the same way. It's realistic, but it's, it's also quick, and it gives me that Tarantino quick, just like humor. Just, yeah. It gives me a Tarantino vibe where you know, but it's molded more towards the the British sensibility. But it was still like quick, rapid fire, just not just jokes, but just like snappy dialogue, and they're letting th- you know things going left and right, and you know they don't, really don't waste a breath, which is Heck pretty no. cool. And this might be my favorite Jason Jason Statham movie. I, I was actually thinking that when I watched it too. This is my favorite Jason Statham movie. Like he knocks it out of the park. I just love everything he did. Like we we were just rewatching some scenes before recording, and because I mean, there's just so much in this movie. But he he's going into his little caravan, or they, to us, it's a kind of like a it's like a raggedy trailer, raggedy trailer, and the door just it's comes that. completely off, and he's like, huh? Because the other guy's like, what's wrong with this trailer? Pulls the door off the hinges on accident. Like oh, I don't know. I yeah, guess. With, like holding it and still in both hands, right. so it comes right off. The Just great wit. I don't know. Just something about the colors. <laughs> yep. Man, yeah. the The humor is great. It's, oh, it's subtle, fantastic. but dry, but hilarious to me at the same time. Because I love that kind of humor. Right. Because normally, like British, you know, sense of humor, it's, it's hard to translate to American audiences. There's just always been a a barrier there between the two our two countries, you know, and our sense of humor. But I think this blends everything so well. Like even if you don't understand a lot of the the jargon or the uh, slang, you right. can still pick up on a lot of things. And then the jokes, you can tell when a joke happened. Like just, it's so good. Right. And I I guess I did misspeak when I said slapstick. That's not really that type of humor. I meant like the dry humor okay because <clears throat> i know i grew up with a lot of dry humor and stuff but yeah and there's a lot that i did not understand when i first saw this movie and re-watching it i'm like oh i actually get a lot more of what they're saying now since i've seen a lot more british speaking tv shows and movies and just like their dialogue makes a lot more sense than when i first watched it so that was cool and even for you, I'm sure too. That yeah, was like, the same. I'm not gonna lie, like I wouldn't mind turning this on right now and rewatching it. Like, I can't. That, I, that's how rewatchable I think this thing is. That's why this is one of the the little itty bitty shelf I got down there <laughs> of my movies I've bought compared to yours. Right. That's one that I have actually bought because I do like this movie a lot. Yeah, it's it's solid, and I'll probably end up having to snag this myself or snatch this myself. But see that that's that kind of humor right there. That but, was good. I'd give you a high five <laughs> for that one. But there's just so much to this, you know, and you're you're not quite sure because we follow. Uh, there's at least two or three stories kind of all going on at once, which is a lot of fun because you you got all these different personalities, but they're all kind of going after the same thing, and then eventually by the end of it, they all kind of uh, intertwine and then. Everything crosses paths, and there's a scene in particular I really dug. And they break off because there's there's some that are like together, but they break off. Right. And they're still doing their own like little side stories. Yeah, there's just so, so many makes it even more. Right. There's just so much kind of going on. Like uh, the three main threads I want to say 
And then within those threads, there's like one or two side stuff pretty right. much with each of those. So, yeah, there's so much right. of this that, you know, to latch on to story-wise. And uh, I really like that scene at the end when they all converge for the most part when you get a perspective from one team's car and something happens and you're like, whoa, okay, what just happened? And then they jump to the other team and you start to realize, oh, they're all intersecting right now because of the choices they made. So yeah, and like yeah, the one I think you're talking about the car scene. Where, yeah, the car scene where yeah, so that was weird the way they did it too because they showed it and then all of a sudden yeah, it was kind confusing of at first. Yeah, then, and then it started showing this. But you don't know a backtrack until it reaches the point right. you just saw that confused you and you're like, oh, right. I get what's going on. Like, dang, they just hit a guy and it's like, oh, well, this just happened. And it led to him throwing the milk carton out of the car, and it hit the car behind them, which caused them to run into the pole, which they kind of saw, like we saw them see, and blah blah blah. Yeah, it was it was crazy. That kind of messed me up a little bit. I was like, holy crap! Okay, yeah, that, I was I, confused I first because yeah, the now. first thing you see is the guy with the hood over his face walking yep. around in the street that gets run over, and you're like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, but wasn't isn't that the character that was just in somebody else's car? Like, what's he doing in the street all of a sudden? Right. Then it starts doing the backtrack mm-hmm. and fill in. You're like, oh, okay. Right. So but this all happens at, like, the exact same time. And they still did it forward at the same time. Like, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I actually thought that was really neat, too. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then, you know, I talked about some of the camera work, and it kind of what really distinguishes Guy Ritchie's style is a lot of that quick camera work. You know, and the scene I'm thinking of is when the three, uh, I think it's Vic, and I can't remember the other two characters' names. Oh, Vic, Tyrone, and I want to say, is it uh, Soul? Soul? Yeah. Yeah. So those three guys are about to go rob, oh, what's his name? Uh, Bullet Tooth Tony. But beforehand, you find out that their guns are all replicas, and that's what they're like. We'll intimidate them, and we'll. You know, that way we won't hurt nobody. Yeah, yeah like, we got blanks in here. And then, he, then <laughs> I was do? like, I love that part too. Death like, from the death? Yeah, because like, yeah, he freaking <laughs> fired it off in the car, like which you should never do with a gun, period. That's what bothers me with some movies, like when people are shooting a gun in movies, like inside the car. Right. It's like, dude, y'all ain't deaf yet? You ever shot a gun outside before? Like, right. My ass is deaf, and I gotta wear earplugs if I ever go shooting or anything. But yeah, he shot that in the car and busted out all the windows, even with a blank. (laughs) I was like, I thought that was hilarious. That was pretty good. Because that was pretty like true to life, right? But But back to my scene real quick, because like they have these replica guns and they're all pointing them at Bullet Tooth, and Bullet Tooth's like, I can see that it says replica on the side of the gun. And the way the camera kind of quickly kind of pans across them as they all look at the guns at the same time. Just a dose that'll make you wish you were born a woman. Like a prick. You're having second thoughts. You're shrinking. And your two little balls are shrinking with you. The fact that you've got replica written down the side of your gun. And the fact that I've got Desert Eagle 0.50. 
written on the side of mine. Should precipitate your balls into shrinking along with your presence. I mean, because yeah, you can like hear it even as it's right. I can't do it with my <laughs> mouth, but it, you just go like it's a typewriter almost. You just go, you just see each letter R E P L I, yeah, <laughs> replica. And he's like, but mine says Desert Eagle point five zero, and that's when they all three. I love the way they all three just <laughs> stare at it, and it shows the same exact way. D E S E. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's great. It's I, so I fu- like it's like so it's a funny. bit extra to me, but at the same time, it's so it's fits so the, worth it, and it fits so well. It yeah, fits it everything fits so on. good. It's so great, and I mean, it does have a, a couple other things. You know, whenever a character points something out, and just to make it completely, you know, beat the audience over the head with it, they do that, and they get all bombastic and and loud, and you're like, all right, I get it. <laughs> that might might have been a little much, but that was kind of cool. Yeah, I can see the argument, but at the same time, nah. Because I almost wanted to say that. I mean, I did, I guess. But at the same time, I love that so much. Yeah. It just, it works. That's his style, and I really like it a lot. Mm. Like like I was saying uh, in the preamble, like this is well, now, so I've only seen, going into this, I had only seen two of his movies. Mm-hmm. As we record this, now I've seen Snatch. Now I've also seen his new Aladdin movie, so I've actually seen that too. I'm not going to review that. But now that I've seen his four movies, he definitely has a very distinct, just you know when it's his movie, except for Aladdin, I guess. Spoiler alert, it's a very un-Guy Ritchie-like movie. I would say, like, I was just curious. Like, I don't want to get into that, but, like, that probably was a lot different than the ones you have seen, right? Yeah. (laughs) That was more Disney-esque. Oh yeah, and not just his. There was like one. There was only style. one or two scenes where he, they did slow motion. Oh okay, and they did a lot of that in this. Yeah, they did a lot of that in this. So like, it was very more. It more felt like a Disney movie than a Guy like, Ritchie movie, which yeah. is exactly what it needed to be. It's weird because some of the fight scenes where they did that, I thought the slow mo was really cool, but the fast mo, and then the still captures, right, were odd to me like i didn't it's not like i hated those things but the same time that's not i I don't know it's not the type of action he was obviously going for was just that straight up action he was this is very story driven at the same time yeah but like those fast-paced like boxing moments and stuff that they were doing like and then the stills and stuff i was just like "Uh, i don't know how i feel about that just because I really want to see somebody fight. But the way he blended it with his slow-mo stuff and he still made it look real with the slow-mo stuff, I thought that was really neat. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm not usually cool with, like, the like fast cuts when it comes to, like, action. But right. this wasn't supposed to be that. It wasn't a martial arts film. Right. Like, Ip Man, where I get to see every single little punch and one still frame, I, I love that right, shit. Right, where they let scenes breathe. Frame, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah, I wanted to judge it, but at the same time, I was like, no, that that actually looks kind of cool, though. <laughs> so. Well, I'm surprised we've gone this far. I'm not sure how far we are into recording, but uh, how have we not mentioned 
probably oh. the best actor in the entire movie, whom I couldn't understand a damn word that came out of his mouth. God dang word. <laughs> yeah. Um, Stinking Brad Pitt, man. Give this man. He didn't win an award for this, and he should have because it was like, so good. He's he was Mickey O'Neal. I know, like freaking Mickey. He he stole no, the show. He seriously is my favorite character in this whole movie. Just the way he talks, without me understanding. Like I really focused because I knew what to expect from his character and remembering right. that I kind of understand a lot of his dialogue. But there were still times where I was like, hold up. What the fuck did he just say? <laughs> and there was the time where uh, Jason Statham's character turned to Tony. To <laughs> Tony to say, he's like, do you understand a fucking word he just said? Well, do you want to do it? That depends. On what? On you. Hey, this kind of a... Uh, not the rouge, but the rose. It's not the same caravan. It's not the same fight. So what's the fucking size of the last one? Turkish. The fight is twice the size. And my master needs a caravan. They like to look after me mad. It's a fair deal. Take it. Mickey, you're lucky we aren't worm food after your last performance. Buying a Tarts mobile palace is a little fucking rich. So calling your mum a tart, I just meant... Now save your breath and cure your parts. Hey, look. She wants a heck of two roof lights. Uh, the Santa's house frame furniture. And uh, scar her cushions with uh, mats and shag by cover. Okay. Right. It's a terrible parcel to the Paddywinkle Blue Bass. Have I made myself clear, Bass? Yeah, that's perfectly clear, Mickey, yeah. Just give me one minute to confer with my colleague. Did you understand a single word of what he just said? <laughs> I was like, shit. That was like the one time I didn't understand either. I don't like, think at all. That was the brilliance of his performance and the writing to where you might not have, you probably didn't understand an actual word that came out of his mouth, but because of the situation they were in and just the environment, maybe you were able to kind of pick up like where he was at least going, which was nice. Right. And I like that the film makes you work for that. Like it makes you actually be like, all right, hold on. What could he be trying to say right now right. in the context of the situation right. we find ourselves in? And it's like they just had that type of speak, like that gypsy, or they call them pikeys. pikeys. But it's the gypsies. They're also like considered gypsies. And I think they're also English, like they are. Because I was trying to look that up because I was trying to figure out exactly where that origin came from. But um, they just speaking a lot of slang and it's way more uh, i don't even know how to say it like i mean we even got that in america where like people speak slang and i guarantee there's like people that you don't understand when they're speaking slang oh yeah and um i won't get it too like when people that, talk about places being lit or fam yeah not like or, i mean that's that's like the easy slang but there's like way more in depth slang that you've probably never even heard before. Gonna post and I'm a pic on the like, Insta. Like, what the fuck are you saying, kid? Okay, you know exactly what that <laughs> means. And I'm talking about like, you would also experience that same thing if you were to go back and watch HBO's The Wire. There's oh. definitely people using slang in there, and you're just like, wait, what? Like, 
you're smart enough. I'm sure you would get the context for most of it. Right. But still, like, this was just hard because his accent was way stronger, too. Which, yeah, that was just the insane part. I mean, even the main character's accents, it's still hard to catch if you don't speak British English. But, yeah, his was super thick. Right. Weird and... Man, he did good though. Yeah, he did. I don't, I don't know how he does that. It, I feel like that dude is just—he's just talented. I just don't feel like he's Brad Pitt. I feel like he's really Mickey O'Neill, and that's just the that's way true. that person who played his character talks. But no, that's there were straight there up were Brad a couple Pitt. of scenes where you just—I mean, when you first see him, it's like, oh, hey, it's Brad Pitt. I'll look him pretty boy and shit. But he gets actually really like literally, he gets dirty. He did not even look pretty boy. Well, he I mean, looked like a bad motherfucker the whole entire time with his like straight up fur coat on. True. But without I just mean, a like, shirt on underneath, it was just a straight up fur coat and his little hat. But I mean, like once he what takes the the clothes off and he's boxing, you know, almost yeah. Fight Club style, you're yep. like, fuck, I don't see Brad Pitt no more. I see this pikey motherfucker. Like, yeah. Also, like, because I was thinking, I hate when fight scenes aren't realistic. It's like, obviously, this dude has no skill, and he would have beat his ass in real life. I'm not saying these guys, but right. I'm just saying, for example. But the way they portrayed Brad Pitt's character, like, even as a pretty, like, slim, skinny dude. Like, you saw he had a little muscle, but he didn't have, like, a lot of definition or anything. It wasn't he was bulky, but up, he was tri- trimmed like, and Like, he was, he was cut in the way to where he just had literally like no body fat but he didn't look like he had that much muscle at all really mm. but i believed it when he knocked out somebody in one hit i don't know why i just believed it i i took it more as like he just grew up like on the he, hard streets yeah, he, he was knows, clearly like yeah he's been in fights before like he knew he where to knew place a punch doing. and he placed exactly. the punch right where it needed to exactly. go yeah. he knew where to place the punch yeah. Which was which was great, and he almost does it a second time, but uh, had to kind of hold back, and then that kind of put him in a corner. Yeah, because he realized, oh, I need to get to the fourth round, but then hey, fuck and, it. And then he said, <laughs> screw it, because he had a plan anyways, and he just wanted to put on a show for everybody. I want another good twist. Like that was a like, great twist. Yeah, like, we watched him get his ass beat too by a big dude. Yeah, like, that dude was big. Like he was strong, but he was also like. Uh, heavier, like he wasn't tone and cut or anything like that. He was just a big dude, mm-hmm. and he whooped the shit out of him. He was uh, bleeding all over. Man, the more, the more. I mean, the longer we've been talking about about this, just, I just, I need to own it. I, I need to rewatch it. Yeah, like I feel like this is a great movie to. I already want to rewatch. Just it. Watch with a bunch of friends and like have some beer and just like this movie is so funny. It is actually really mm-hmm. smart and it yep. makes me want to go back through and look at some more guy Ritchie stuff because i feel like you know he could be hit and miss most directors are very hit and miss but like yeah. i i, I want to go back and see lock stock and two smoking barrels yeah there's a lot of those i gotta rewatch too and i'd like to see some of his other stuff because I, I feel like he's just got a, a style and a sense of humor that you know not a lot of directors grasp very well like they can do one and not the other but he does a very good blend of both, and I believe he... Like, good action and good comedy. Yeah. Some people do good action, but with, like, some... 
okay comedy, but it's a little cheesy. But I feel like his are both comedy and action. And, he, and he's a writer director, which I respect a lot more. So he wrote yep. the movie, you know. So all the dialogue, you know, is his, and everything was well placed. And then the way he could direct his own written stuff and then give it that stylistic flair that's mm-hmm. just covering this whole entire thing is just awesome. And Heck yeah. man. This is probably one of this has jumped up to the top, like towards the top of the list of stuff we've watched. Nice. Uh, for me yeah. at least. Like it's, yeah. it's so no, good. this is definitely up there for me. Um another thing that I so thought was just like unique, but I've also I feel like I've seen before. But it's almost he's making a continuity error funny. Kinda like we did back with our uh one little short film we made. Yeah, I'm yeah not the one you and I to, made? No, no, not ours. Well, I guess ours and the one we did with Kyle and Glenn. But like we just had the little things where like Kyle had his glasses on and he didn't every once in a while just because like we thought that was funny. Right. And like when we were rolling our dice and we looked at our board and we changed the way our one through six looked, we thought that was funny. Yeah, but, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, I'll post those videos in the description yeah, if you of this want, video. If you want to watch our our videos, whatever. <laughs> but uh I'll post the link in the description. Um there is the one scene towards the beginning, which I don't even think is like even on the same level as what we were doing. Like we were just yeah, that was just straight up continuity errors. But Frankie Fourfingers is on the phone. I forgot who was on the phone with. Was it cousin Avi? Avi? How do you say his um, name? Or was it Boris the Blade? I think it had oh, to have been crap. Boris the Blade. I think it was Boris, yeah. So he's just on the phone with them, and then every time we see Frankie Fourfingers, Benicio Del Toro's character, he's just in a different suit each time. Like, because he's at a tailor. Right. And he's, like, trying to new suits. But it's, like, such a quick conversation. It doesn't seem like it's going on that long where he's able to change outfits that fast. But every time I noticed... He was just switching outfits, and I thought that was hilarious too. So maybe that's not quite a, because it, yeah, it, it's not a continuity thing. It's just like he was changing something that quick. Right. What I thought was hilarious. It was kind of like gag. the way we changed our numbers. It's like a gag too. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just a gag. Was, I thought that shit is hilarious, man. That shit's goofy as hell to me. It's like that outfit's way different. Again, it's noticeably different too. It wasn't subtle at all, but yeah, yeah. like that—that that was a good scene. I, I almost forgot about that. I was wondering what you were talking about when you were talking about continuity errors, but yeah. So it wasn't quite continuity, but it just minds—it makes me think of like a continuity error. Yeah. Just because that's what we considered ours when we were making our two little right short films or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know what, I mean, we can just do nothing but throw praise on this thing. I can't really think of even anything yeah. negative to throw at this movie. Like, I was than, trying, just saying, like, it was maybe too extra with some of the camera work, but at the same time, no, it's not, like, too extra. Right. I, so, I like it a lot. I for like me, the, the thing was, um, I would have gone, the first, I think, your first time watching it will be your least enjoyable, because, and I say that because... You might you, not I mean, understand. you'll still enjoy it, but it will be, of all the times you watch it, the first time will be your least enjoyable because 
it might get a little overwhelming at times. Like I felt like the plot, there was just so much going on that I, I felt mm-hmm. lost at times. But I eventually kind of, I mean, the way we watched it, like we kind of took a break in the middle and finished it. So I had time yeah. to kind of think about it and piece stuff together. But I feel like if right. you watch it in its entirety your first time. Which we usually don't do. but Right. But I'm saying, you know, for week. other normal people, if you sit down and watch it for the first time by yourself or with anybody, that you might be like, man, I feel a little lost, but I'm having a good time. And I, I can see how fun it is. Then when you finish it and you, and, you know, some stuff clicks, you're like, oh, okay, all those connected. And you watch it a second time, it'll be more enjoyable because you're, you're going to be more apt to stay on top of everything that's going on. Okay, that's cool. You can already see that. That's cool. Yeah, like that's yeah, what makes me excited about rewatching it. I enjoyed this more than my first run through, at least. Yeah. Already, so yeah, that's that's a good point. Cool. Yep. Heck yeah. So. Yeah, I love this movie, man. Yeah, dude, this, this is so great. Good. Like, uh, I was looking at the list. I'm glad because I didn't even choose this, but this is a movie that I tried to choose once. Right. But that just happened to work out with why you chose this one for Aladdin coming out. Mm-hmm. And knowing that guy, Richie, directed that one. So, yeah, I'm glad you got to see this. Yeah, it's kind of twofold. Like, it was one I knew and I could relate, but I also knew that was one you've been wanting me to check out. So it kind of worked out. But, yeah, like, looking at all the movies we've done so far. So this is the – what did I say? This is the 17th one we've done. Yep. So out of the 17, you know, films, I would say this is the second best thing we've watched. Oh, it's number one. Uh, Shawshank Shawshank still is probably the best Oh, so you went up – Above City of God this time? Yep. Uh, so City of God's three? City of God's now five. Uh, oh, for five? Me. Oh, damn. Yeah, I, I got well, it. damn. Damn, damn, damn. I got Shawshank, now Snatch, Stand By Me, Enter oh. the Dragon, oh. and then City of God. Okay. Okay. I like City. I I, I kind of agree with that, but I think I like City of God more than Enter the Dragon. I'm the, yeah. Like, for sure. Just because I that, can see why. I that, just felt like that I had. special to me. Because right. I've seen it so many times, and it's just the fact that it's like a real story, right? Based on a true. But yeah, like no, I, but that that's cool, man. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm, I'm just so happy to watch this movie. Yeah, I'm not offended by that. I'm being serious. I'm not. <laughs> I was just like thinking. I forgot. I didn't even realize like you put, uh, Enter the Dragon above that one, but. Yeah, I'd forgotten I did too. It's been no, a while. No, but that's fine because like that movie was fucking great. I do. Love I it. enjoyed yeah. that one too. It's great. But I mean, I can't think of much more to say. How about you? Um, I was trying to think. Oh, well, I just gotta say, like the music, the entire movie, the music was amazing the whole entire time. Yeah, awesome. It just had a great feel. I don't think we mentioned that yet. Did no, we? like between, okay, yeah, uh, like the music was great. Yeah, because it it really did amp up like the the energy. Like it was just a constant energy, pretty much. Like if. Sure, you get your little slow moments where characters are talking, but the, the way the characters talk and quip back and forth is mm-hmm. it's like snappy, it's quick. Mm-hmm. But then when you get to a scene where there's it's it's intense or it's going from one thing to another, you got the music kind of driving it too. So right. if if one thing isn't going fast, the other is. So if you know you don't have the snappy dialogue, you got the quick music. If you don't have the quick mm-hmm. music, you got the the actual like camera movement and whatnot to kind of keep you going, which I think is a, is a great thing that I feel like a lot of people wouldn't really recognize. Right. But you know, we've watched no. so much stuff over right. the years. I just, I just feel like that music fit perfectly. Yeah, it was every spot single on. time it was on. Yeah, that was that was a big thing for me actually. 
and I wanted to at least mention that. But other than that, yeah, I don't think I have anything else. Okay. Well, if there isn't much more to say, which clearly there isn't, I think it's time. Or whoops, <laughs> there I go reading the wrong thing again. Idiot. Well, that's it for our show. <laughs> All I gotta do is scroll down. Right. Or uh, that too. Again, follow us on Twitter at YHST Podcast and find us on Facebook.com slash you haven't seen that podcast. You can also email us at you haven't seen that podcast.com. Links will also be in the description wherever you found this podcast. And on top of it, we have Stevens Untapped, and we will have links to the two videos we were talking about that we made back in the day. Uh, I can't believe the one video we made is two years old now. I can't I believe it's been that long. Seriously. Yeah. That's crazy. But, you know, so check those out. I mean, we weren't comedic geniuses, but we had a fun time making them. And I've showed people that, and some random people that I did not expect to like it thought it was funny. Which one? Bored or... Uh, um, Actually... Disconnect. Bo- actually, I'm going to talk about that for a second then. Because <laughs> one time, quick little side note story. Yeah. I was at Old Peninsula in downtown Kalamazoo here. There was a guy who was there just like ordering some food for uh to go, like a pickup order. And we talked to him for a minute, whatever, like me and my buddy Abel. And he gave us his card for his YouTube channel. So I was like, what? Okay, whatever, that's weird. Like, okay, whatever, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I think he was doing like covers of songs on YouTube and stuff. And he, like, just started, too. And he was here because his dad was opening up a car dealership here. And he just opened up one in, um, like, California. But they're from England. And so I was like, all right, whatever. Once he left, they're like, well, it was nice to meet you, man. So I looked up his YouTube. I found him, and I decided to follow him just to be nice and whatnot. Because I was like, all right, I like to check his stuff out. Like, I'll listen to it more when I'm not at the bar. But then somehow his order got screwed up and he got, like, something that he was allergic to in there. Like, he got onion rings instead of fries and he claimed he was allergic to onions. And that's an excuse I've always wanted to use because I don't even like onions that much. But whatever, any dang way. Give me your onion rings, damn it. But any dang way. He came back and he was like, hey, this is wrong, sorry. Because he was at, like, a local hotel. He was just staying in a hotel with his girl and he got him both food but he came back he was like hey by the way i watched your video bored on your youtube he's like that was hilarious i was like and he mentioned the fact that we changed the numbers on the board and stuff he's like and the fact that i was reading the book upside down and he was like dude i thought that was hilarious that was so good i was like what (laughs) i was like i'm just really glad i made a british born (laughs) person laugh with my hour, not my hour. Like, no, go ahead. You you wrote it. You directed it. Comedy. You yeah, I mean, we both we both did. But still, I was like, dude, that's great, man. I thought that was really freaking neat, though, because I was like, man, this is some random stranger I just met. I was like, maybe he was being nice, but he he acted like he was pretty sincere. So yeah, I thought that was cool. So yeah, that was the scenario I was talking about. But still, I thought that was great. I, yeah, was I, I remember you telling me that like the night it happened or like the next day or something. Yeah. I, I forget if so I was cool working thing. second shift at the time or no, I don't think how so. that it wasn't worked that long ago. It was probably the same. If it was two years ago. I was on second shift. 
I don't think it was two years ago. Yeah, because the video was posted two years ago. No, but like when he saw it. I oh, mean, when he saw it. Yeah, oh, okay. it wasn't that long ago. Okay. But yeah, I remember yeah. you telling me that story. and it was, That was pretty good. It made but me yeah. feel good. Yeah, it made me feel good too. So yeah, maybe more people should watch it. And there was this... <laughs> Yeah, there was some other random person I like met once, and then I showed them the video, and they said it was hilarious too. So I was like, "Well, damn! All right, I don't even know you that I guess well I'm either." A funny motherfucker. So I was like, "I guess this shit is funny. Maybe I should show more." But even people from work, like the the one we did with Kyle and Glenn, yeah, like all of them watched Disconnect, it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Maybe we should try to make more stuff. Let us know in the comments that you. <laughs> Never leave, you twenty-some fucks that don't actually say anything to us. Whatever. Tweet us, add us on Twitter. Yeah. Or don't because you're not gonna do it anyways. Yep, just berate our audience. I just want to actually talk shit about our audience now because they never do anything. Nope. You know what, Chad? Our boy Chad, he actually leaves comments. Yeah, he did. And then your buddy, I forget his name. He's left us comments too. Yeah, Tom's left us comments. Yep. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, but I mean, one, shout Tom. out to you're a real one because I know he's listening. Shout out to super fan Ian for uh, giving us some feedback and on Ian, the DL. My cousin Ian, he actually gives us feedback too, but it's just like straight to me. Right, like, post that shit online, you douche. <laughs> Come on. But anyways, yeah, I'm don't, done. Let's I'm not done rambling. get too carried away. We, do, getting, we might have just lost the three people. I'm getting to a point now. Right. I need to stop. All right, well, check back with us next week, everybody. We're going to review the 1954 movie. Godzilla. We're not not the one that they did in the nineties. We're going all the way back to the original with Japanese oh, dialogue and the English subtitles, like the OG Godzilla, in honor of the new Godzilla movie coming out next week, which I am stoked for you to to check out because I was blown away by this movie. I'm excited. Also, like expecting a lot of fuckery <laughs> and just. Maybe next week we should have some sake while we while we talk about yes. it. <laughs> and some Chinese's. And some Chinese's. Chinese's food. Even though this is Japanese. That's, oh, yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> Anyways, we can't get Japanese food around here. We can get some Chinese. That's close enough. <laughs> Racist. Yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, for Steven, I've been Adam. And we will see you guys next time with another movie review and discussion, probably. Hopefully. Later. You haven't seen that, would like to thank you for listening. Remember, the thoughts and opinions shared by participants on the show are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the companies or organizations they happen to work for.